All right. Good evening, Grace Point. Anyone else out there listening? Father, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Open our hearts and mind, I pray. Let us know, Lord, what you've done for us in Christ. Holy Spirit, enlighten us to Jesus' teachings and give us understanding. We need you to do that, Lord. We open our hearts to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're continuing on in our study on Matthew. We're doing these short, pithy, concise teachings out of Matthew. I hope we give a little bit of uh, knowledge uh, to you, uh, information that you maybe you haven't heard before or need reminded of as we're going through these uh, parables and teachings of Jesus. So let's pick up in Matthew 13, verse 44. Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found, and from joy over it goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls, and upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. I've always loved these two verses, and I've thought there's so much information in these verses. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a guy, you know, he finds a, a field and um, he wants to sell everything or he sells everything that he has and he goes and buys that field because there's a treasure hidden in that field. And I've always thought that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. And really that is Jesus is our doorway or our entrance into the kingdom of heaven when we accept Christ. But it's not enough like to get saved, give your life to Jesus, come down to the altar and get saved. If we don't understand the value of our salvation, the price that God gave, we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus. But Paul prays in Ephesians 1 that our hearts would be open to the inheritance we have in him. There's an inheritance. So to walk in all that God has for us, we do need to deny ourselves, right? Pick up our cross and follow him. And that's, that's why these teachings make so much sense when Jesus says, you know, if you come into the kingdom, you've got to hate your own life, your mother and father, your past, everything, and follow him. Because... Jesus is the pearl of great price. Jesus is that treasure hidden in the field. There's nothing more important in our life than Jesus, and he's the key. So the teaching really here is, if you have Jesus, you have everything. Now think about that. This guy sold everything he had, bought this field because he esteemed the riches in that field, greater riches than anything else he had. I think it's uh, Hebrews 11 where it says, Moses esteemed suffering with the people of God greater riches than all the treasure in Egypt. That's a good allegory, a good metaphor there. Moses, he was very high up. He was a prince in Egypt. He had power. He had women. He had wealth. He had all the food he wanted. And he left all of that, he forsook Egypt, which Egypt, by the way, is the type of the world, the world and the world system. He forsook Egypt, and he considered suffering for Christ and with Christ greater riches. And so that's what Jesus is really teaching here. There's something more important in this world, more valuable than rubies, more valuable than gold, 
of greater worth than any romance, any relationship. There's nothing to be compared to it. And what we find out when you study the Old Testament covenants and even into the New Testament, when we have Jesus, we have everything. Now, I don't have time tonight to teach on the redemptive names of God, but if you go back in the Old Testament and you study the redemptive names of God, you'll see that everything that we need for life and godliness is included in our salvation. For example, so you, you buy this field, you sell everything you have, and you buy this field. Um, how are you going to provide for your family? How are you going to take care of yourself? Well, the Bible says everything that we need for life and godliness is in Him. The Word says that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory through Christ. Um, and, you know, the Bible says that every spiritual blessing is already ours in Jesus. So we find out when we put Jesus first, when we value Jesus like we should and put him first, boom, God becomes our provider. Scripture I quote all the time. I quoted it again this past Sunday. Seek you first, what? The kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. What does he say there? The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is like a treasure hidden in a field. So when you seek that first, everything else is taken care of. And that's the wisdom of God. It goes back to the Old Testament teaching where the Bible, in the law, it says, you shall have no other gods before me, no graven images, no other gods before me. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. That's the very heart of it. So Jesus is bringing this out in fullness. And then not only do you have provision, but, uh, you know, the Bible in the Old Testament, one of the redemptive names of Christ is Jehovah Shalom, or the Lord our peace. So when you buy this field, you, your peace is in that field, your peace of mind, your peace of life, your shalom, your well-being. Um, the Lord revealed himself as our peace. In fact, the, the word says that great peace have those that you know, seek the Lord. Great peace have those that put God first. Great peace have those that seek the Lord. And even during trials and temptation, if we put the kingdom of God first and the king, even in the midst of great trial, we still have peace. What do you, what do you want out of life? What do you want out of life? You know, look, look at the world. People want security, right? People want meaningful relationships. And what do they want out of those relationships? What do they want out of that security? What do they want? Why do they want security? Why do they want to feel secure? They invest, I got a million dollars in the stock market, now I feel secure. No, that million dollars doesn't bring security. It makes people worry more that it's going to be taken from them. So they think, well, I need a little more. Then they got two million. Does that bring them peace? Two million dollars, does that bring you peace? No. Then they're worried about how they might lose it. Stock market goes down, which has gone down recently. And then so money can't bring you peace and it can't bring you security. So what you want is peace. So we try to get security as much as possible. But this world cannot bring you peace and it cannot bring you security. What do you want? You want to be happy or you want joy. And every experience in this world always leaves us somewhat dissatisfied. Just when we think 
everything's going good, you know, we're experiencing happiness or things are good, there's always tribulation and trials, things that come into our life <clears throat> that, dis, you know, someone we love dies, gets sick, the person that we love breaks up with us or leaves us or just a just hundred things that can happen. Our boss gets disappointed with us or gets on us at work. We have an accident. There's always things coming into our life to disrupt our joy. So if we put our joy in this world, there's no security, there's no peace, and there's no real permanent joy. So what I'm saying is everything that we really need is in the kingdom of God, and it comes through the king. Flip over to Romans 14, and I'm going to make this teaching very simple, very easy to understand. I'm going to leave you with this thought tonight, is that what you're really looking for is Jesus, and what you're really wanting to live in is the kingdom of God. Everything you need for life and godliness has already been provided for you in Jesus. So rather than focus what does the Bible say? Toiling and spinning, worrying about this and that, what's, you know, all these things we get. Rather than do that, what we should be focusing on is Jesus putting him first and honoring him. And then the blessing of God, the peace of God, the, things, the provision of God comes into our life. In uh, Romans chapter 14, Verse 17, Paul says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. See, he says it's not physical. Did you get that? It's not eating and drinking. It's not something physical. It's not sex. Right? It's not winning a race or being competitive. It's nothing physical. It's not eating and drinking. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And you could make an equation there between the kingdom of God. Uh, walking in the kingdom is the same as walking in the Spirit. Okay, I have one more thought, and I'm going to end this teaching here. I want to bring it out to us, seeking Jesus, setting our affection on things above, not on things below, is what will really bring you what you really want. Joy, peace, love, all those things are in the kingdom, and they're independent of your circumstances. That is why when Martha was worried in the Gospel of John, she was fretting, Mary wouldn't help her, she was trying to get things ready, she was serving Jesus, and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him, valuing him, putting him first. She's sitting there at his feet, honoring him. Uh, and then Martha had told Jesus, hey, make Mary serve along with me. Martha's serving was great. That's a great, we need to serve. We need to serve. That's beautiful. We, the greatest among us are those that serve. The problem was Martha was focusing on everything outside of the kingdom and the king, and Mary was locked in to Jesus. She was listening and learning about the kingdom. She was honoring the king, and Jesus honored Mary in her decision. And he'll honor you in your decision if you put Jesus first and you seek first his kingdom. Okay, we'll end right there, and we'll pick up there next week.